Today is Wednesday, June 27th, and the Yankees have won a series versus the Philadelphia Phillies? I never put that together. I never said both at the same time, I guess. This is a weird moment. Shouldn't be in the intro. Yankees won the series two games to one, and they lose a third game. That was a real head-scratcher. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. What the hell was that, man? Like, they're the Philly Phillies, basically. Yeah. That'd be like if the Yankees were the New York New Yorkers. Yeah, New York Knickerbockers. That's not great. There's a lot of bad team names in sports, man. They were made a while ago. People just rolled with it. Mets for Metropolitans is pretty bad. Yeah. How about athletics? Yeah. that's. I like that. I like that because... Well, I like because it's so old school. Oh, what do we do? Athletics. <laughs> Are you, do you participate in athletics? You've come to the right place. There's a lot of bad team names, man. Like when you actually think about it, even like a generic one, like the Tigers. Like that's not a great team name. We're Tigers? Okay, so what's your opinion of a good one? The Yankees is cool because it started naturally. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously going to like the Yankees team name. They were the Highlanders. But no one, the head, the newspaper writers that would, they said that didn't fit into any headline. Like you couldn't fit Highlanders into a catchy headline; it was too long. So the the media just changed it to Yanks because it was after the Civil War and Northern identity was strong and stuff. So they were the Yanks because that fit into headlines more. So that's kind of like a cool story. But you're right; the Tigers is just like the Tigers. Any animal is low key lame. I'm I'm not gonna start off the episode this petty, but like the White Sox, and I, there's another team in our division that has a name that's you, very similar. No, to that. no, no, no. That's an awesome name. Okay, so you're in on that. Like okay. because back in the day, that also happened naturally. Oh, who are we playing today? Oh, the White Stockings. Those that team that wears the white stockings. They're coming to town. Who? Like there was a team, there was a hockey team that we called Bumblebee. I forget, maybe maybe it was Joel Barlow, but they just wore, no, it couldn't have been. Were they black and yellow? Yeah. Them, Newtown. Everybody has a Bumblebee team they played growing up. Or you were the Bumblebees. Yeah. I don't think we're friends with any Bumblebees. I think that sets you off a bad path. You know what else else is a good, good name, sports name that is a copycat of a bad sports name? What's that? The New York Football Giants is awesome. The San, the the New York Giants, the original ones, bad. Giants is strong. I, I that's a good team name. Like, okay, what are we gonna name our team? Oh, let's just be like as big of humans as we can be. Yeah, sure. Like Texas Rangers is pretty good actually. Now that I think about it. Well, that's very I, Texas. I, I like yeah. I like it being identified locally, which is the goal. Brooklyn, but like Detroit Tigers sucks. Show me the local Detroit Tiger. Um, Bear in the zoo. Let him loose. Brooklyn Dodgers was because in Brooklyn, they said they would have to dodge the cars all the time. 
in the neighborhood. So that was localized. So that's kind of cool. What about how Chicago has like the Bears and the Cubs? If their basketball team was the Grizzlies, that would make a lot more sense. Like they need, and the hockey team was the Brown Bears. Browns. There, change. Bear theme. Browns has a bad rep at this point. You can't go there. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, this is Talking Yanks. Thanks for joining. No, no. This will be Talking Yanks. That was Talking Mascots. That was Talking team names now we're talking yanks thank you very much for joining my name is john boy and i'm coming to you from the jersey shore a little town called lavalette and i have my co-host jake coming to you from denver colorado yeah man what are your thoughts when people call it colorado colorado that's that's kind of a local thing like it's one of those like no it's not pronounced that way but okay sure we'll just I, I like it Okay. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by a couple names that I can't grab right now because my internet's down that spons- that subscri- subscribe to us on Patreon. So I'm going to make up names. Uh, uh, Cody Barr and Joey. So- oh, here they are. Okay. Um, that was the Detroit Tigers mascot. The Phillies. Yep. Okay, they're loading. So anyway, I'll explain what it is first. If you want to subscribe and support the show, which hasn't been a great start, so I apologize for that, or maybe it's been a great start. It's $2 a month. You can do one if you want. You can do more than two if you want, but if you do two or more, you get some rewards. You get to watch the show live as we record. You get to listen to it before it hits the podcast apps, usually the night before or early releases is the easy way to say that. And you get your name put in the hat for a raffle for a jersey from affordablejerseys.com. And also you get to make Jake and I smile and keep doing what we love doing right now, which uh, is talking Yanks. Names still haven't loaded. I'll get to them if they ever do. Do you want me to make up some more fake ones, or do you think you're just we're going to have to come back to that? Maybe pre-burn? Making up a fake name on the spot is tough. Lou Elsinder. That's a real name, I feel like. That's a real name, yeah. That's yeah. uh. Is that Will Chamberlain or the other one? I think that's Will. I was going to say Bobby Brown. That's also a real name. Also a real name. Well, there's a lot of real names out there. If you say a fake name, like a full, if you say a first-time name, it's not going well. What do you mean? My name's Jabula. I say, what's your name, son? Jabula? Because that's not a real name. Oh, yeah, but you can make up a fake name like Keith Bach. Yeah. That's hard to do. That took me a while. It's hard to do. Talk names. Okay. I have something to talk about before we get into your burn. If you don't know what Jakey's burns are, that's when he burns through the game. So we get a little recap of everything that happened. But first I wanted to give a very special shout out to a player that finally got recognized for everything he's doing in a very nice way. And that's Brandon Drury made the AAA all-star team. So proud. The maddest anyone has ever been to be told they have to play in the AAA All-Star game. What a nightmare, man. Like, his, a, a lot of successful people set goals. Sure. Brandon Drury, when he got traded to the Yankees, was probably like, I want to make the AL All-Star team as a third baseman. And now he's on the AAA All-Star team, <laughs> which is like... 
so terribly mean. I can't even think of like a good parallel for that. I mean, it's there has to be other guys who went up in the bigs and like skirted around for a while, and then there's a couple skirters. I saw um, the Tiger shorts up had the cool name Ronnie Rodriguez or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like he's on the team. Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple guys that have had cup of coffees. But, but not two, seasons. two full seasons in the MLB where he's produced decently well. And also the Yankees starting third baseman to start the year. And the Yankees traded for him. To be their starting third baseman. Yeah. Uh, I think that he'll be up come July 4th after this Boston series once his uh, service time thing. And there's an extra year of control involved. But that sucks for him. <laughs> like, come on. Guys, I it's to to quote Bull Durham, Kevin Costner, what a dubious honor. And I think he has Of course I'm know. a triple A all-star player. <laughs> Guys, you don't need to tell me that I'm a triple A all-star player because I am an MLB player. <laughs> it's really mean. Tough, man. So the guy who told him that put the guy who had to in the in the the Scranton clubhouse who had to walk up to Brandon Drury and say, Drury, you made the triple a all-star team. How did he deliver that message? Was he like Nick Swishering it? Dude, bro, you made the all-star team or no. did he, was he like, that hey, gets you punched in the face. yeah, that gets you punched in the face. With Drury. He had to walk up to him and say something like, Hey man, um, I don't know really how you're going to feel about this, but you made the all-star team. Oh yeah. That's how no, I think I deliver it. And I mean, when, because then if it's the good, all-star game is no, because if it's good news or if Drury reacts to it like in stride and he's like, ah, man, it's all good. Nope. No worries. Thanks for letting me know. Or Drury just goes, uh, cool, man. Thanks. So no, it ha- so the triple a all-star game is July 9th through 11th. And he's planning on being with the Yankees by then. So I think he said like, yeah, I'll sure I'll accept it. And then I'll get called up and it'll be a, the guys in the dugout will make fun of me. Yeah. Roll with the punches. Because that's not nice. <laughs> nice, but not nice. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into the actual games? There's not much else. Um, you've been licking sand. I licked it one day. I licked sand because Sharif is still on the roster. I went up to the beach. I did it on Periscope. You could like Thousands of people have watched it. I gave the sand a nice lick. It sucked. I had a meatball sandwich. I cooked a meatball sandwich, all right? I made it. I had it on a plate in front of the table. They posted the roster moves, which was Clint Frazier down, which we said was we were we were like, yeah, Clint will stay up. So yeah, poop on our face, I guess. But don't. Don't poop on our faces. Well, so I, I egg on our face is the phrase we're going with, bud. Okay, butt liquor. So... I had to leave my meatball sandwich. I had to meet, leave my meatball sandwich, go lick sand, come back to my meatball sandwich. Anyway, Boone came out with a quote that basically said Shreve's hanging around for a while. So you can say whatever you want. I'm not licking sand anymore. I did it once. You're a bad guy. Bad guy. I'm a welcher. You're a liar. I did have a really funny line when someone was like, dude, that sucks. And I said, no protest is fun. <laughs> nice. That is a good line. Yeah. Gandhi wasn't like, yeah, I really, um, I'm hungry, but this is a good time. I went to the Denver like teacher protests this year and I had a blast. We had a couple beers. Yeah, that's why no one will take teachers seriously. 
wow, you think that's on me now. You got to lick it's sand, starve yourself, or set yourself on fire, or no one's taking you seriously. Okay. That's, uh, wow. Heavy stuff. Uh, <laughs> do we want, should we, should we talk, Clint, real quick? Sucks. I, um, I, it sucks. Oh, I also, I, you're, you're right. We didn't see it coming at all. He got sent down after getting robbed from a game winning home run by a speaker that got caught by a speaker that made them use their bullpen more that had them have to call up arms that had to send him down. Think about that, dude. That's like nightmare butterfly effect. You think Clint's thinking about it every day, every day. I do. Every minute that and toy story gifts. I, I also made a joke that his girlfriend dumped him because the ball got robbed by a speaker and some like 13 year old on Twitter was like, dude, stop spreading rumors. Rumor mill. Oh yeah. Cause I'm the fucking source of their, their relationship. Hey, you want to know if Clinton faith broke up? Follow me. No. <laughs> follow you for Yankee news, man. That'd be big. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's burn game one. You want to burn? Did the names load? Do you want to mention any names? No, they didn't you want load. To make up another fake one? They didn't load, so I feel bad. I'll obviously I'll get to them next day when they do load, if they ever load. Um, you can do oh. tech stuff. You can insert names and stuff. No, I'm not gonna spend time work. editing. Okay, here they are. They're loaded. All right, I gotta just yeah. change it in descending order, not ascending order. This episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by Logan, Houston, Suzanne Smith, Eric Joseph Post, and Keith De Palma. Thank you very much for supporting us, guys. De Palma. De Palma. De Palmas. That was an Italian restaurant in Southbury. Yeah. Pizza's place. Pizza place. Yeah. I used to go there after hockey practice because that was where... They would my teammate would drop me off, and then my parents would pick me up, and I'd just go in there and watch the end of the Yankees game while they were closing up shop at like ten at night. Look at that! They'd give me whatever scraps were left in the oven. Kind of full circle. Yeah, boom. De Palmas, Southbury. So Shout we're out. Sponsored by De Palmas, or we're sponsoring them now. I don't know. John De Palma, Southbury, nice guy. Brother runs Tambacios in Newtown. All right. Okay, done with, Game the one. done with the pizza <laughs> shoutouts. Game one. On your mark, get set, burn. Interleague play with the Philadelphia Phillies hosting the Yanks. Game one, Vince Velasquez versus talking Yanks favorite, Johnny Laza. Johnny Lazana, baby. He was twirling it. We'll come back to him later. One of the baby Yanks would kick off the scoring. Glaby, <laughs> Glaby, Glaby, oh. RBI double for Torres, one nothing Yanks, top two. Top five now, uh, 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 Mr. Gambini. Uh, yes, Your Honor. Judge solo shot, 2-0 Yanks. And wait, what's that? The, the scoreboard can't be right. No, 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 no hitter. Johnny Laza has a no hitter through five. Bottom of the six, Jorge Alfaro, who looks like he's had a few pieces of lasagna in his life, breaks up the no-no, followed by a walk. Oh, the old no hitter into we've got a ball game now. No, we don't, because we're going to hootie Robertson, strikeout, ground out, gets out of trouble for now. For now, bottom seven, Scott Kingery, RBI single. It's a 2-1 ball game, folks. Until top of the eighth, the Yankees would get their insurance in the form of Jim Carlo, two RBI single, 4-1 Yanks. Happy Chappy would get clipped by Michael Franco, but it wouldn't be enough. The Yankees win fortitude. Lasagna, Houdini, D-Dog to Happy Chappy. 
D, comma, dog. D, comma, dog. To Happy Chappy. Happy Chappy, scary guy. Game one was a nice game. This was a nice game. Yeah, good baseball game. The The Yankees came in. The, the underlying theme, as we just talked about with Clint Frazier, but they were scared about the bullpen with Johnny Lasagna pitching. Johnny Laza did his job, but the kind of funky thing was that the uh, the bullpen kept saving each other. Robertson saved Laza, and then Betances came in, saved Robertson, and then Chappie came in and got the the inning in and out yeah. for D Dog. Yeah, so kind of nice. Um, let's talk about Johnny Lasagna a little bit, or do you not want to? Uh, whatever. You think I don't want to? Well, this was my first time watching him on TV live because it was when I was at the wedding in Utah, so I couldn't watch. And then I was at the stadium for that Giancarlo walk-off versus the Mariners, so I didn't get to see him live. I don't know if the first two games he had – they they kept calling it a slider. It, it looked like a curveball to me. It, it was kind of a looping, like, 12-6 to six break and not hard dive. That was a really fun pitch to watch. Yeah, dude, the changeup's 32. This was, I, I was telling you and the people were telling you. He's got – He's got the stuff. I don't know if the issue's control or pitch count or whatever it is, but I mean, he's clearly the way he's flying up the ranks now. Um, he's doing something really right. It's fun to watch. The other big things we got to talk about is Didi's sneaky bunt. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's I haven't watched that replay enough yet. Not saying that sarcastically. I'm saying that as honestly after we finish recording, I need to go watch that replay because I don't think I've watched it enough yet and I need to watch it more. A sneaky bunt, man, like I couldn't hit really well, So, but I was a fantastic bunter, obviously, when I played in like eighth grade freshman year. And when you lay down a sneaky bunt and catch everyone off guard, like that situation was first and second, and I don't even think they had a crazy shift on. He just laid down a perfect bunt. Yeah, and that was um, it was the bunt they don't teach kids like you and me because you break your fingers. But he did double full grab up the bat. He went normal grab at the base to double grab at the top. Insane, doink, insane, beautiful. I'd never fully grab a bat like that. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's because you don't have good eye hand. I might now because I don't care about my fingers that much. After Domingo Herman made me so self-conscious about him. Tough, man. Dellen's at bat. Uh, Your reaction to watching Dellen's at bat. <laughs> Laughter? Upset? Nervous? What was your what was your vibe oh, when you saw this, it? And this is a talking point, too. I kind of forgot about this. Um, because Batances did get the at bat. And at the time, it was... It was 4-1, right? Or... Yeah bad podcast um well a hilarious batting stance obviously i actually liked his swings i know people were giving him crap but what about he went for it sheffield sheffield swag oh yeah i mean that's no brainer um oh so what was it so there was runners on second and third with one out and batances came up in the top of the eighth but again they were scared of using the bullpen so they let him bat um, which a decision I didn't love. I mean, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Because if you use another batter, if you do or you do, don't get the run home, it's either like 5-1 or 6-1. You could blow the game out, or it could still be a 3-1 game, and now you've burned 
you burn Delhi. I like the um, confidence in the bullpen. I like saying Dylan and Chapman got this. We don't need more runs, but hey, Dylan, go up there and try and get more runs because that's how I felt. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, it's that's that's kind of the situation because if you pinch hit with someone, there's a runner on third with less than two outs, so a grounder, fly ball, or anything in theory gets the run home. Um, so then it's a five-one game. I don't know. It it worked out, so it's a non-talking point. Um, you know, Coney was screaming that Dellen should should bunt. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. That's. I mean, he doesn't know how to bunt. Yeah, no chance. And that should he try to swing? Is, should he try to swing a little lighter to try and like make contact, make something happen? I don't know. It, it, I I I. It's a lot easier said than done with a ninety-five mile per hour fastball. Pitchers hitting in National League Baseball is such a joke to me that yeah. I don't care. Just go up there and have fun because this is nonsense and I don't care. Some people were like, that's not funny. He could have got hurt. If you didn't laugh when he was doing Sheffield Batwaggle and then swung out of his shoes, man, I really feel bad. You guys laugh at stuff like that. That was hilarious. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh Let's talk about National League rules for a little bit, I guess, while we're on there. Because no. you, you see that double switch, Jake, when they brought Bird out and put Neil in? Bro, the double switch is, joke is already overplayed for me. I'm done. I can't believe – but there's actual people out there that say, I love the double switch. Yeah. Boland was killing it on Twitter, a couple other people. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already past it. It already it's happened too went many past times. it. Yeah, it went past its time frame for me, like. A, a cool double switch is can be unique and neat in baseball. No. To to think that it's actually fun, no. And uh, the mockumentary has already passed for me. All right, so I'm, I feel I'm, you. Do, I'm done talking NL rules. Okay. I'll get a DH one day. It'll be a story for an hour. There you go. All right. Fine. Let's move on to the next game then. Game two of the of the series. I was at this game in Philadelphia. You were at this game in Philadelphia. Did you know that? I did. I did. It was a good time. We'll talk about it. We'll let you burn, and then we'll talk about the the Citizens Bank and the park and all that stuff and being at the game. You ready to burn? Sounds good to me. Three, two, one, burn. Game two, a battle of the aces. Jake, terrible name. Arietta versus Luis Gas and Filth Severino. This is this is a fun one because spoiler, only the Yankees would score in this game. And well, hey, they do it with the first batter of the game. Aaron Egg on my face, Hicks leadoff shot, one nothing early. Glaber, I barely know her. Two RBI single, and then ba 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 burr burr burr. Bird is a word. Greggy Bird breaks out of it with an RBI single. A little slapper to left. Love that. The Yankees can't score runs without the homer. Shut your butt. 4 nothing Yanks after three. They'd add another in the fourth. Hicksie sack fly and then the cherry on top. The Gregorius Dia Dia. Oh, Didi solo shot at 6 nothing Yanks. And that would be your final. Sevy was mean as usual. Seven innings pitch, nine Ks. His ERA is down to 2.1. Like, like, Scoop. Is Sevy an ace? <laughs> then the Intimidators came out of the bullpen. Warren and Shreve to close it out. <laughs> Six nothing final. The Intimidators. That's good. That's good. That's good. I like that name. Good. 
You said egg on my face. I think you meant poop on my face. No, 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 because that's never been anything we said, and it's that's like gross. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, cool. So this was a great game. The Yankees won. You were at nothing. the game, Jim. I was at the game. I got there early. I hung out with. Uh, I went to the right field bleachers for batting practice. It was packed for batting practice, dude. Like more packed than Yankee Stadium's ever been for batting practice in the box seats. All Yankees fans there to see Judge. And I've seen Judge take batting practice before. It's well worth it. Stanton put on a show, too. Glaber put on a show as well. They put Higsey in the same group as Stanton and Judge, which was just so incredibly rude. Also, Neil Walker. It was Neil Walker, Higsey, Stanton, Judge. One group. So Yeah. That's rude. I was hanging out with my sheriff on Periscope, Big Baby David, in right field next to Chad Green. I tried to get Chad's attention. And I couldn't come up with anything to say. So it, I just said, hey, Chad, what's up? That didn't work. Yeah, you're trying. It's kind of sad, though, whenever like a player picks up a ball in batting practice and just 20 people, Chad, 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 yeah. Chad. It's like, ah. They're pretty good at tuning it out, though. But that was fun. I mean, Stan's home run, they showed it on TV. Then batting practice yeah. that went out the stadium was like amazing. My little cousin got a ball. My cousin got a ball for his son. Judge a judge warning track bouncer scooped down and grabbed it. That was awesome. Nice. The I like that ballpark. My first time I've ever been. Have you been there before? I'm not. It feels like a ballpark. It feels really small though, and I think that's just because Yankee Stadium's huge. Yeah. It was packed though. Uh, there was like you couldn't even when Yankee Stadium seems packed, you can find empty spots. And you'd be like, oh, there's a batch of seats not being sitting. Right. You couldn't, you couldn't find a batch. Yeah, they were saying that it was like the the most packed Phillies been since their opener in like 2014 or so. Or they were, if you take out like opening day games and stuff like that, it was the first time they've had a packed house in like four years, something like. That. Oh yeah, it was packed. You couldn't find an open seat, and that so that was cool. It's pretty split crowd. I tweeted it out. Let's go Yankees chant started, and then to, to to dull that down, they started an Eagles chant. Right. Which is just like... Coley's dream. Okay, blockheads. That that doesn't stop. But good game. It's, a, it's an Eagles town, man. I will say this, though, about seeing baseball live. I love seeing the offense live and the swings, and you get to see all the antics. Pitching is almost the equivalent to football. I would never want to go to an NFL game live because you just see so much more action in the replays and the camera angles for the NFL, I think. Hockey translates better to live than TV, I believe. Football translates better to TV than live. Baseball, I think, is a mix. Because, like, I I didn't enjoy Seve the same way everyone at home enjoyed Seve. I couldn't see the slow-mo of the slider or, like, the real high heat. And the same thing when I went with Johnny Lasagna. I, I'm like, he looks good, but I I can't tell unless I'm. It would be cool if you were like close, close, and you were hearing the mitt pop, like mm-hmm. seriously, that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I had pretty good seats. Uh, there was a guy, a Phillies fan behind me, probably like 75, 80 years old, Jake. Picture the, the Phillies throwbacks that are red, you know? He was wearing one of those, and his face matched the color. Redder than my face. Like red. Red, red, red face. face. 
like uh, this guy's been an alcoholic for 40 years, red nose, but the entire face. And he was screaming, just him and his wife there. He was screaming and he was so mad. And he was like, I don't even know what he was screaming. Sometimes I tried to get some shots of him, but I couldn't. But like a couple times it was just Yankees suck. And it wasn't yeah. to try and lighten the mood or as like comedy or brev- you know what I mean? There was nothing light about it. He was just getting it all out, pouring it out. Yeah, there. man. So that, that too. That was fun to see. I think he's scared. I think my brother was like, that guy sucked. And I was like, I don't know. Was, yes, sucked, but fun to I, laugh at his life. Ooh. From that's not nice. Fun to laugh at that <laughs> hour. Fun to laugh at that hour of his life. Okay, that's better. And his wife sitting there like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is why we don't come to these games anymore. <laughs> Game was awesome, though. They won. They won. Let's see, did I have see any that? notes? Hicks with the, with the nice catch. That was One awesome. One player had a second slide. Do you want to talk about that? Ooh, Romine with the cunning slide. A little smile afterwards. Yeah. Sevy couldn't. Pretty nice. You know what led to that? Sevy fouled off a, a two-strike pitch, which led to the next pitch saying, okay, well, he fouled that off. He won't foul off this nasty-ass curveball, Jake Arrieta said. And then he uh, spun one in the dirt, got through. Romine Got to third. Hicks has a sack fly. If so facto, Sevy being able to foul off a fastball got a run. Whoa. Heavy. Um, yeah, Warren to Shreve. Like, like I said, the Shreve's still doing it. They're going to work through it, whatever that means. I got to see Shreve pitch, actually. Yeah, that was – talk got about shit on your face. Two games in a row I got to see him pitch. Lucky guy. Um, no. Well, I mean, he did good this time. I got to see him the death sentence when they played the Mariners. Hey, Shreve, go out there and die for us. Right. Um, a couple two hit days, Hicks. Well, Hicks, Hicks, had, Hicks, Hicks had a night. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball. Baseball. Okay. I'm trying to see – I've been to four games this year, and I want to see how many of them Shreve has appeared in. Okay, three so far. Let's see. Has he appeared in all four? No. Three out of four I've seen Shreve pitch. Go me, go. Lucky, Lucky guy. Go me, go um, me, go. Right. Yeah, so, Sebi was pretty dirt. They're, t- they're two through five hitters were 0 for 15, so – that's not a winning formula. I was watching their post-game comments afterwards, like the wrap-up that MLB does. Like, yeah, well, we knew he had a lot of life on his fastball. We knew he had a pretty good fastball. It just seemed to be, you know, a little extra life on there today. Like, no, man, that wasn't a special occasion. You didn't get extra life Sevy. You got Sevy. Yeah. He's very good. So that's a weird. I haven't seen it before. I remember thinking that coming in. Like, none of these guys have seen Sevy. They're, they're in for a tough day. Um, the other thing that – I kind of get skipped over pretty easily. The Phillies botched the double play in the first inning. Yeah, that was huge. Okay, we got a roster move. We got a roster move. Following uh, tonight's game, the Yankees optioned Louis Sessa to uh, Scranton Wilkesbury. Do we know who they're bringing up? Doesn't no nothing yet. I, I'll check. But yeah, they botched that double play, which was huge for Arietta. They would have been out of the inning, right? Yeah, yeah. 
That's what I saw Arietta's line, and I totally forgot about it because it was, says six runs, but it was only three earned. Because, um, yeah, they got no outs on what should have been a double play. And that was the first inning, I think. Or no, third inning. Specu- um, speculation has it that Tyler Austin is going to come up to face all of Boston's lefties. I mean, is that Twitter speculation, or is that the source, or what is that? Uh, beat, beat writer speculation. Boone said, Boone, Boone, Brian Hoke, we like Hoke. Hoke like Coke. like Hoke. Boone said it is possible Tyler Austin could rejoin the big league roster for the three games versus Boston Lefty. So Boone said it's possible. I don't know, man. That's still a little tough for me to wrap my head around. But, hey, he's clipped sail before. I mean, either, I either it come, he comes <laughs> I mean, if he comes up. I hate doing hypotheticals like this or theoretically speaking shit. But if if Austin comes up for the Red Sox series, he doesn't hit. Okay, Austin goes back down. He hits. I think the Yankees would send him back down when they should at that point just cut ties with Neil and keep Austin up. So I, I mean, I, I that's a lot of thinking of something that might not. We might not even. Right. We won't go too deep in this, but dude, I. They benched Greg Bird today, which was clearly we're we're gonna rest our starters up for this big Boston series, and they trust Greg Bird against lefties. But so are they gonna cut into his at bats? And if I mean if we're gonna if we're gonna bring up so if it's playing first base, then yeah, it is Tyler Austin. But then like why'd you bench Bird today? And then B, I don't know. I mean, hitting wise, Clint Frazier's a much better hitter at this point. Yeah, so, it seems too much. I, right. I, I would so, think Gardy sits and Bird plays and Austin DHs at least one game. Yeah, I don't know. All can't, right, well, we'll we'll get it. Let's let's burn game three and then we'll get into the weird lineup and our thoughts on punting games and rest and all that shit. Uh, so you ready? That was, that was a little spoiler there. You ready for burn three? Kinda. You just uh, my main joke was punt team. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, that's all I got. This this game was... All right, hold on. Three, two, one, burn. The Yankees punted and they lost. They played... It was Walker, Higashioka, and Sessa. They they didn't really want to be win this game. If they, were, if, if they had a chance, they would have went for it, but they didn't care at all. We won the series. We're... we're Basically doing double off days till Boston. That's that's all I got. Nice. Kinda. Good, good burn. No bad burn. Hey, they 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 punt the game. You punt the burn. Punt the game. I punt the burn. Eflin. I mean, not for nothing. If we want to hide behind it, Eflin's been pitching great for them. He's five and zero this month, um, with like a one something ERA. So good good for you. He Eflin. faced two. He two of our nine batters. Don't have MLB hits, so F one yeah. can thank you're welcome. Yeah, Hicksy three hole, even though he had another solid game. Um, but yeah, there was just, I mean, the only parts that stand out to me in this game were the Gardner and Stanton back to back catches because a they were nice catches, but b it literally it almost felt like a spring training hope they don't get hurt game because in the back of their heads that's probably what they're thinking. Judge is sitting, Bird is sitting. I'm out here watching Sessa do whatever he does on the hill. Yeah. So um, 
Annalise on Twitter, Miss Yankee Universe, sent me this quote that Boone said when he became manager. And it's like she she dug it up or she had it. It's actually really good. And it applies to today so very much. He said, I'm going to be judged on wins and losses. With the New York Yankees, we are chasing championships. I think I'll be, as a manager, someone who isn't chasing after wins every day. I want to get lost into the, I want to get lost into the process. By doing that, I think we have a chance to get the best out of our guys. So this is definitely, they said it on the broadcast today as well, this is definitely a calculated thing that Boone does where, hey, we're going to play it easy today, guys. Uh, maybe he doesn't say that to the guys, but with his lineups and his like actions, he kind of says it. I mean, they punted this game. The he's, offense he's, didn't he's do anything. He's clearly a fan of double off days. He's, I mean, the other things that jump out in my mind that Booney's shown is like three O pitches. He he fully empowers the the players to go after that. Where I think some managers nowadays are a little more hesitant. But yeah, when Didi was slumping, when Gary was slumping, he got that little mini series off. So yeah, he's he's a big picture. Double off days. I'm glad you said that. He is a fan of double off days. He's the first time like. This manager yeah. loves double off days because when an off day is coming up, he always sits one guy. Like, Didi got it one time. I think uh, well, Gary got benched kind of, but he got it one time. Double off days. So that's what everyone's getting now. I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it, it may be a good strategy. It may work out in the end, but it makes for a really tough night. Game three today, this game sucked. I don't remember. I'm not going to try and remember this. Remember I forgot about that game a couple episodes ago? This yeah. this one I'm going to try to forget. I, it was nothing. It was it was like a spring training yeah. game in the background. I mean, the the problem is so when you do this because I it is uh, baseball. It's not 162 games anymore. It's rest and that stuff is proven at this point. More managers than the other. I mean, the problem is that I mean our backups that normally you say, "Hey, kid, it's your time to shine. You're you're getting the start today." Would normally be Roman catching instead. Did you see him? He had the starters lean going. He had the hat like barely on his head. Totally a resting starter look and not a resting backup look. Because when you're because he knew he wasn't playing at all. It was a mental off day for him. Backup, you're like pr- hoping to get in there to prove yourself. He was doing clear starter like oh no, day off. Thank God. I didn't Which catch that. I'm, yeah, I wish I caught that because that is like he he's always on call, and today's probably the first game all season he's not on call. Yeah, so that was kind of funny. But yeah, normally your backups who you 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 give him a little slap on the booty and say, "Hey, make a day out of it." I mean, it, a Sessa's on the hill, which tough, and I'm not going to fully throw Sess on the bus. Higashioka, I mean, yeah, what's what's that really? Disco Neal's in a funk, and he even put some good at-bats together, but he got robbed a couple times. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you just, you just take that much more out of your lineup, and it's kind of like what we talked about at the start of the year, that when that depth is gone and you can get through 7, 8, 9 so easily, that just messes up, like, getting rally started and stuff like that. You, if, if, Gardy or Stanton or if Didi Torres don't get something going, then you're like, okay, well, there's already one out and we're heading towards Walker-Higgy territory or Sess is the next batter. So it's a little of the NL. It's a little bit of not having our best bench. And it's a little bit, hey, you know, people talked about, if, if people start talking about Judge getting tired and stuff, 
hey, Aaron Boone can say, hey, man, I've, I gave him a double off day in June, and I, I've been trying to do that stuff all year. I, I've been looking out for this. So, Yep. Speaking of Judge, I want to make sure just to say you saw that video of him having catch with that little kid in the stands. Yeah. That's A+. plus. Were you the little kid? Yeah. Why don't more athletes do that? Oh, I don't know. I think it's like a weird precedent. And then, like, if the kid, if people start to expect that, then I think that becomes kind of a thing. I get I don't it. Know. You can't do it all the time. You cannot do it yeah. all the time. But, I mean. Because wasn't the kid in, his, in a Judge All-Star jersey? Yeah. That's kind of a strong play. Yeah. It was awesome. Like I you, just got to be like, that's how you endear yourself to everyone. But then again, you if if someone does that all the time, a that's a little taxing. And I don't and want I don't want start- one guy to do it all the time. I just expect to see like once a night, one player somewhere should have a catch with a kid. Yeah, you got I thirty teams. It's, it's a little bit of a mental preparation thing. Sometimes it's a little bit of, you know. And now little kids are probably going to pester Judge every series for that. I mean, they're getting they're getting pestered no matter what. Right, but now they expect it, and that just multiplies things. Yeah. You give you give them an inch, Jimmy. <laughs> that was cool. I liked it. It's nice. You want to get into awards? We get into awards. Well, awards are brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com. Head on over to AffordableJerseys.com. Get yourself an affordable jersey. $99.99. Any number you want. No name on the back. You can get Teixeira, Giambi, Glaber, all rolled into one for $99.99. That's three players, one jersey. So they brought you awards. You think Thanks, you think I do a good job making the ad reads sound like they're scripted sometimes? No. Okay, cool. Well, good, because they're not supposed to be scripted. Yeah. Oh, shit. Do you go first or do I go first? I thought we had our, our chart for that. Yes, now. I just don't have the tab open. So I thought you were the midweek guy. Tell a story while I open this tab. Um, oh, there was a goal in the World Cup today that was a penalty kick. And so the goalkeeper dives, shot goes past him, hits the goal post, goalie's on the ground, it comes down, hits the goalie on the back of the head and goes in the net. Goal. Nightmare for So you. I had this is well, this is one of my my favorite worst stories of me being a soccer goalie is we were varsity versus JV. We're at soccer camp, like intense game. People are talking shit. And so this kid just hits a ball from a, a wilds out and it's over my head and it's gonna go over me. And I'm short, so I'm pissed off and I have Napoleon syndrome anyways. So it goes over me, and it was like something I'd been working on that day at camp, so I'm just pissed. I'm ripping. I can't believe you did that. So I'm like, all right, here's – I don't. I was like, here's the deal. I don't care what happens the rest of this game. No ball is possibly going over my head in any fashion. Don't care. So, like, I forget what happens, but they're setting something up. I think a ball goes off my defender, and it's going over my head, and it's going in. So I, I do, like, the goalie turn and run. And I see it's like out of my reach and I just drop my head and you know, I'm a sports hardo. Like I get giving up is I, if I do that, I've got nothing. So I put my head down and I'm going to retrieve the ball in the back of the net. 
ball goes off the top of the post, hits me in the face. <laughs> not a joke. That's not embellished at all. At all. What a loser you are. <laughs> like the 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 goal, the soccer instructors, the goalie instructors, like they know I'm like a fake hothead. But like there's it's sincere. It's passion. They like all of them were given the face like, okay, let's uh <laughs> tread lightly <laughs> with Jake. <laughs> let's uh let's stay away from that guy. Well, on that um, on that sad story I bet I have good news for you. Yeah. You go first today. Okay, well let's you know, you know I like bottoming out. Um, so building off of that story, I I'll give it to Hicks, man. Hicks put together two great games, defense, offense. Um I I've talked about him being a bad five tool player, which again is rude, but he's he's a threat in every aspect of the game. And he what? He batted leadoff and then third in this series? Yeah. So I mean, and we've seen him bat fifth, we've seen him bat seventh, we've seen him all over the lineup. So, you know, again, I probably give him too much junk for being a center fielder that plays good defense with a mix of speed and power and getting on base that you can put in a lot of different spots in the lineup. Um, he had two really good games, and so so there you go, Hicksie. This is the first time you have given Hicks pride to the Yankees. You've given him motherfucker twice before. Okay, that's not a terrible ratio. And it's the fourth time Hicks has been pride of the Yankees. I've given it to him three times this year. You're sick. That's crazy. Well, what's he been? Why was he? What did he? Why? Why did I do that so much? All right, I like Hicks. Hicks has been pretty cool. I, I was doing it because a he was he had one of the best series, but I I wanted to just get it out of the way because yeah, you played good. Okay. Okay, well, I have another one that I, I mean, I, I had two guys for my pride of the Yankees. I was going back and forth on back and you forth. You can't look at the list. You can't measure out who's gotten it I just, anything like I that. I just opened it. Okay, well, I see you looking over No, there. no, it's, I can't. No, no, it's set in stone. It's set in stone. My, my, my okay. pride of the Yankees going to Giancarlo Stan. Okay, nice. He's you got it from me this week, I think. He, this is his third week in a row getting a pride of the Yankees, which is kind of crazy. But the dude's been hot. So I went back and I took his stats out. I looked at his stats. I took out April. Bad April, remember? Yeah. He has, in the next two months, a 359 on base percentage and a 932 OPS with 14 yeah. home runs. He's, I think he's leading the team in hits right now. Yes, he's leading the team in hits. That's crazy. No one would guess that. Well, all the infield hits, which is pretty ridiculous, but and I, you, the way you introed that, you said like it's it sounds ridiculous that he should be a guy that gets three three Pride of the Yankees award in two weeks or whatever. But he's the he was NL MVP last year, and his last ten games he has silly stats. It's like ten runs, four homers, four hundred plus batting average. Um, dude, he made the nice catch tonight. He's a uh, He's good, dude. The judge, the judge and him road home splits are like weird, but it's like okay right now. Well, okay, and we got the same guy. We got one guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'd be funny if managers actually like played up to that stuff. Like if it's a road series, it's like judge, you're nine hole today, dude. Yeah, <laughs> something on the road. He got. Uh, he went four for twelve this series with 
two RBIs, but nice catches. He hit the farthest home run I may have seen with my eyes uh, in batting practice. That was pretty cool. And he's just been good lately. He's just been good. He's, he became the has the most hits on the team. He beat out Judge recently. It's crazy. The infield hits are so weird. He's. A, I think he already broke his season total of infield hits, which was 13. I think he's at 13 now. It's weird. It's a really weird thing. I think it's partially to the new stance, and he just gets like top spin. When he's not right on it, yeah, he just hits these like high hopper numbers that he turns on. I don't know. Good, good, good for you, kid. Yep. Extra hits never hurt. Is that a baseball saying? Extra hits never hurt. Yeah, his on. I mean, I'm almost not counting tonight's game. Which is unfair to the sport of baseball. This is his sixth Pride of the Yankees award, just to let everyone know. Yeah, he's after today where he went 0 for 4 in the fake game, uh, hitting 265. Um, so, yeah. He, he, he's, roped, he's getting he roped two balls in this game that I'm trying to forget. Trying to forget. Also, he got thrown out at second and live time. Like, I don't know why he went to second. In the in the game two, it just never. I don't know if you saw that. It, I'm not mad about partying. it. We were yeah partying. Okay, up six nothing. Sevy's on the bump. You're partying. Cool. Yeah, you're partying at that point. You don't want to run the bases anymore. Yeah, tag me out. Get this, nice get this game over with. All right, uh, that's fine. All right, you're up. My uh, Yankee mother fluffer, as they call it. Yep. Um, you know what, man? Let's uh. Let's just drive the stake through my heart today. Let's let's just bring this whole episode downhill and partial cop out. I'm gonna give it to Disco Neal, man. He's um he's in a tough spot. He went 0 for six this series. It was kind of the NL we're gonna work you in plus the punt game today. Uh, today was tough because he could have potentially had two hits. But at this point, dude, I'm like so team Drury that like looking at Neal is just tough. And what kind? Of, no, it's kind of hurting him at this point. Which, when when he's on, you call him professional hitter because like it's just you know very business like. I I guess he has shown a little emotion, but not like enough angry emotion that he should be showing. Like he's probably praying really hard in between. Praying so hard, I he definitely let out maybe not a cuss word, but like a word close to it a couple times. Hex and yeah, he um I don't know, man. It's just. We did the Brandon Brandon Drury spiel to start this. Like, I don't think Neil Walker would be a Triple A All Star right now. <laughs> that's mean. That's hey, that's tough to tell an MLB player. Hey, you wouldn't even be a Triple A All Star. That was mean. That didn't feel nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Neil Walker. This O'Neal is going to end up on, like, the Angels in a couple weeks, getting regular bats, hitting 270. Someone said but, maybe the maybe the Red Sox would pick him up with DFM, but they just picked up your boy Brandon Phillips. Yeah, I saw that, which was funny because the MLB came out with a big article today that you could just tell it was so, like, MLB excited because Bartolo outlasted everyone from the famous Bartolo Cologne trade because it was uh, Cliff Lee – Grady Sizemore, and Brandon Phillips for Bartolo. And everyone talked for years how, like, oh, this was a crazy trade. Oh, my God, the Indians, 
they killed it. They got Sizemore, Cliff Lee, Phillips. These guys are great. And then now flash forward another <laughs> ten, five, ten years. Bart's still twirling it, and all those guys are out. But and so they literally released that today, and the Sox signed Brandon Phillips. It's funny. So how about that? How about that? Um, my Yankee motherfucker. Yeah. So least... Unless you want to say any words about Neil. No, about Neil. Um, I think they should move on. It. it he's not a bench player. It's very hard to be a bench player. It's impressive that little baby toe can do that and go just be cold and then come up and hit kind of like he's like mindless. I don't know. So I feel bad for Neil, but we need a bench player or a platoon player. We don't need what you're good at. So maybe yeah. we should move on. Torres comes up hacking. Like we said about his approach, Neil Walker. I think he's the kind of guy that likes to see pitches and <laughs> work counts and stuff like that. And when you're getting, you know, seven at bats a week, yeah, you can't find a groove. I think I thought today they should have. I he had that really hard hit that he got robbed at first base in his yeah. second at bat or whatever, and that and that that, that up the middle. That, yeah, but he wouldn't have got that third at bat without that first because they would have done the double switch because it didn't make sense that they didn't double switch and they had Gallegos bat. Punt team. They would have done the double switch to put Bird in so he could. But they were like, Neil just roped one and got robbed. We can't let him end his day on that. Maybe he'll build on it. So they didn't. They let Neil get another at-bat. He gets robbed again up the middle now. Gallegos hits. Then they pinch hit Bird for Gallegos. Uh, so he did, like, earn another at-bat, but they did nothing with it. Whatever. Uh, yeah, Neil, your time's done. You don't really fit on the squad anyway. No one want. I mean, we haven't, we haven't really talked about that, but your whole vibe is different than the rest of the team's whole vibe. Yeah, a little bit, and it's the – yeah, that's that's all I have to say. Like, so if you compare – like, Chase Headley kind of was an outcast, but he had the anger in him where you, right. kn- you knew, like, okay, well, Chase isn't that cool regularly, but when he gets angry, that dude's fun. <laughs> Neil, yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> Neil doesn't have Love that. You, yeah. All right, so my Yankee motherfucker is Luis Sessa. And – Part of his problem is stop having the Yankees think you're good. I don't know why they think you're good and they trust you, but stop that. And also then maybe pitch better to reward them. I don't know, dude. He Sessa's, Sessa needs to be what Adam Warren is on a team that doesn't care right now. Like he needs to be traded to Toronto. And then be their slop Swiss Army knife guy because they're like halfway caring about their season, and be that guy you're for so, them. You're so unfair to Adam Warren. Man. I, he does a really good job. <laughs> Adam Warren's getting a lot of love later on. I'm just saying Adam Warren can be long. He can be short. He doesn't have like the dominant stuff. Sessa kind of could, but he's not a starting pitcher. Lou. I forget the beat writer. I can't think of his last name. It starts with a D. It's a long Italian name. He tweeted out, like, it's pretty telling that the Yankees saw Chad stuff and said he's not going to be a starter, but he's going to be a reliever. And they gave up on him starting and went to reliever. But they don't – I think that's more of how great Chad's fastball and curve is because Sessa's fastball sucks. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, 
you say Chad's curve. I mean, Chad's mostly fastball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad, but it, Chad's only fast. So to project that guy to be really good has to be tough in the yeah. minor league. But um, the, and I don't know if you were planning on talking about him, but Gallegos? I wasn't, but he, he had a good game. He looked good, man. He looked good and that's where I – that's where I got nervous Twitter fingers, and you don't want to say something too over the top, like "Oh my God, how can they, how can they think Sessa even stands a chance to Gallegos?" But um, oh, Gallegos looked really good today. So. Sessa looked very bad. Yeah, Sessa. You wonder when the push comes to shove, whether it's roster transactions or. But at the same time, he <laughs> if they like putting games and they want three to four. Pretty tough innings. All right, so so <laughs> let's do a quick rapid fire. I'm going to throw you some potential spot starters down the line. You oh, tell me boy. if you'd rather them or Sessa. Okay. Johnny Lasagna. Come on. Starting easy. Laza. Domingo Herman. Herman. Chad Green starting a game. <laughs> Chad Green. Adam Warren starting a game. Adam Warren. Gallegos. Legos. David Hale. This should be more of a discussion, but it's David Hale just because he's our boy. Russ Sheffield up over a spot start for Sessa. <laughs> I think it's Sheffield. <laughs> I think I'm Sessa. I, I don't want to rush Sheffield up, but. Yeah, I'm even okay with rushing him. Get him to the show. Maybe he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's really good. Yeah, Sessa needs to go, man. I mean, I'm sorry. Seems like a cool dude. Like, he climbed the Rocky steps and took that Rocky picture. He's, like, obsessed with He like yeah. He really likes Rocky. Okay, that's cool, man. Yeah, I don't want to say this too weird. I like Sessa's look. He's kind of got, like, a Latin Andy Pettit look going on. Oh, like, that's a good call. He does. I like can, yeah, I like that. I can picture that. Yeah, but I don't like his pitching. No, <laughs> no. Pitching, pitching's not good. And it's just, it's weird. I think it's all, like, location. Yeah, I think he can't spot his fastball, and his fastball doesn't have any of that spin rate, which I love. Spin rate. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. All right, let's go on to regular old awards. Regular old awards. I got a, I got slightly distracted. Shout out to our buddy Rob Rosine. Um, his Arkansas team was up in the top of the ninth. And then they just blew it um, Sorry, Rob. to like to win the college world series. So sorry, Rob, like three run Homer. That's tough. tough. Always, tough. always sucks um, to lose regular old awards. You want to give out? Yeah. You're up first. Okay. I am going to give the, who am I going to give an award to? This is tough, man. Now you've got me thinking about who I've done awards for. And I don't want to be I don't want to be the review guy, but you can't tell me either. Because a couple guys jumped to the forefront. Shout out to Will who tracks our awards for us. Like actually a lot of yeah, work. Really nice of him. That's kind of huge. Um how about the your setup to make Yankee fans love you? Okay, I think I have a good guess at who this is. You're set up to make Yankee fans love you, or not the best name. Okay. Who do you think it's for? Johnny. I don't think. Oh, I think the, the Johnny Lasagna. No. Okay, who? 
I'm going Greg Bird. Oh, okay. Because I know how much you love Greg, president of the club. But you see it, the Twitter in Yankees land is turning on him with every Drury hit. We're talking about Tyler Austin potentially coming up for the Boston series. Bird was slumping a little bit. He he had, what was he? He scored a run in the first game. He had a nice little lefty oppo single in the second game. You could see he's still, he hasn't changed his approach. He's still taking pitches. He's not going to chase junk out of the zone. Hey, man, you, you had a couple walks. You got a hit. You scored a run. You got an RBI. Bring it to this Boston series, and you can shut up a lot of people for a while. Yeah. So we're rooting for you. You're good, and the team believes in you so much. Like, he – I like, think about this. Think, let, me, let me take you somewhere, Jim. Excited. We go into the Red Sox series. It's intense. It's Yankee Sox. Greg Bird puts up, like, a two, three-home run series. Maybe hits a walk-off or something like that. Just imagine the hysteria from Twitter and everything, and picture – I, I don't know. I just picture kind of the monkey off his back. Like, he's kind of – he thought the Andrew Miller thing was his moment, and then he had the spring training injury, and then he's on the back seat again, and now he's slumping a little bit, and people are talking Drury, and people are talking Austin. Neil Walker still getting at bats. If he put together a B series against Boston and could shut up some of their fans too, because they don't respect Greg Bird because they just see the stats. They haven't seen what he can do. That – I think that would be a big thing. So, I hope he does. I believe that he will. I, I mean, Greg Bird is a talented baseball hitter, and right now he hasn't shown that. It was a nice at-bat where he fouled off a couple hard down the line and then just went with that opposite pitch for the two-out RBI. He did get a walk that led to a run. It was better. More inching. Brick by brick, my friend. Yeah, I think last series, again, they were like silly stats from him because I don't think he got a hit, but he still had a 400 OBP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I don't know, man. I, I, uh, a big series would do big things for him. Hot take. Hot take. Okay. My first award goes to the "We're not nice to you and I'm sorry" award. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you got it. No. We're not. I mean, I was gonna say Hicks, but I didn't know if you were gonna double down. No, you already gave Hicks an award. Okay. Who you got? Adam Warren. I had this planned out, and you kind of you went to it before I even said it. Adam Warren has been good, like really good. You know how much of an insult comparing Sessa to him is? I wasn't comparing their skills. Like I was comparing the type of pitcher. Comparing their what their role should be. Yeah, I could have said. I can't think of his name. He was went to Boston eventually. Bald head. Swiss Army man of the bullpen, long man. Julian Tavares? No, no. There's an Acevedo guy. Yeah, Acevedo. Okay. Warren in the last uh, seven games, eight innings pitched, three hits, zero earned runs. What he's doing is pretty pretty good. I don't know how he does it. It's not, like, fun to watch or impressive, but good, good job, Warren. Dude, I think i got to step on your toes again, dude. This, these are his stats this year. 156 ERA. 17.1 innings, 13 hits, 20 strikeouts. He's <laughs> – we uh, 
I mean, he doesn't have the stuff with the other guy. He's been doing this for seven years now as a solid bullpen guy. And again, I know this was roles, but like him and Luis Sessa shouldn't be in the same sentence. Like Luis Sessa right now is lining up to be a punchline and not even like a bullpen guy. Like I don't see Luis Sessa, Sessa sticking anywhere. I mean, I, the way I compared Luis Sessa and Adam Warren is the way I would compare Luis Sessa as a starter to Sevy as a starter. Starting pitchers, Swiss Army guys. There's nothing to do with Warren's much better at it. But right. no role. I've done this too many times, but look at look at Adam Warren's baseball reference with his stats, and you'd say, wow, he should be like the eighth or seventh inning guy on some teams. He two three five ERA last year, and he like we still talk about him very, very nonchalantly. Um, he's got a two nine seven, three three nine, three two nine. He had the one bad Chicago year, and like that's it. He's been really good. He's so he's I've, He's appeared in 16 games, and he's only allowed a runner to score in three of those. <laughs> Adam Warren's good. Yeah. He just he just hangs with the wrong crew, man. Yep. All right. You're up. Next award. You're up. I just gave Adam Warren the award. I was saying Europe like the country dog. <laughs> oh, Europe. Oh, cool. <laughs> My bad. I can't believe I let that slip past me. Classic joke. Um, let's do the. That was Adam Warren's second award ever. Dude, I want to give it to like I know I've been giving this guy's awards, but he deserves it too. You have to say the name of the award first. That's how we do it here in Talking Yanks. What's the name? You have to say the name of the award. <laughs> um, dude, the domination award. So Dylan Batansis. No. Chapman. No. D-Rob. No. Chad Green. No. I just wanted to play this game. I know that it's Severino. No. Judge. <laughs> okay, you're done. <laughs> Starting to hurt my, hurt my throat. Dude, I'm giving it to Holder again, man. He's... I. Coney on the broadcast today said the, like, wow, you know, just think about where Jonathan Holder is. Coming into this year, we, you, or no, it was actually Kay. Kay was saying, hold your breath when Holder's pitching. Well, nice plan words, Mike. Um, but, dude, a, another, like, lights-out inning. The guys in Fuego, his ERA is down in the ones now, 178. Um Holder, is this year's Chad Green? I, it's gonna be funny if all these guys keep it up, which is a dream, to see if it turns into just every other day, whoever's rested, next guy up, or if it's there's a clear pecking order, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't know, but dude, <laughs> I've been I've been drooling over Batanzas just because he a little bit of egg on my face and his stuff is just the filthiest in baseball when it's right. I mean, again, great problem to have, but how do you start lining these guys up? Because Holder's pitching the best of all of them. And, but you can't, you can't jump guys really, right? I don't know. Maybe Chad Green goes back to that like three inning role where he's going to check himself out for a few days because Holder's been so dominant. I don't know. 
Okay, let me, let's hear this out. Ready? Okay. Canely comes back, returns to form. Right. Okay? In the bullpen. Shreve is gone. So now the bullpen is Chapman, Batansis, D-Rob, Chad Green, Holder, Canely, Warren. Those are the seven guys. Domingo Herman becomes the – maybe Johnny Lasagna becomes the long guy. Tanaka comes back. Tanaka comes back, back to form. Sevi, Tanaka, maybe Cece, and then it would be Herman, I guess, or Gray, or a trade to become a, another guy in the top four. But the bullpen – People are like, we should get trade for a bullpen guy. We should trade for a bullpen guy. Brad Hand is way too expensive. He's got a lot of years of control. The only reason yeah. it'd be cool to get a bullpen guy is because it would stop the Astros or the Red Sox from getting him. But we don't need a bullpen guy if Canley comes back. That's seven really, really good arms. It's it's nutty, man. We'll we'll see on the Canley thing. You don't want to just start penciling that in. That'd be that's a little too fan based, but man, that's how it, I live. That's how I live. Tanaka is going to come back and be great, and Canley's going to come back back to form. Okay, and, yeah, and I'm, Bird's I'm gonna, with, and Bird's yeah. going to find his stroke and be great. I'm, I'm cool. I'm I mean, if your brain's not there, get it there. It's more fun. I'll get it there. It'll be more fun. All right, my next award. I kind of want to send like a question at you. You've been giving me tricky questions. Okay, what's your question? Who do you have more faith in a game right now? Holder or Chad Green? Tie. It's all it's like basically a tie. It'd be just it'd be splitting any like, to, like literally today it's holder, but you know in the back of your head like it's Chad Green. Well, Green's done it in big spots, playoffs, down the stretch. Holder still hasn't felt the heat and the pressure of late innings. Games. I mean, Chad Green came in that wild card game with two runners on, down three nothing, and held it at bay so Didi could hit that home run and come back. So that's why I would give Chad still the ed the edge. But once Holder works his way back, if he continues this, then sure. I mean, that's a good problem to have there. But I would say it's pretty tied. It's it's ridiculous. We say, yeah, Jonathan Holder, keep it up, kid. He's done two months of shutout baseball. But you know what I'm saying? He he he. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. So, but you know, the weird thing, like, dude, think about how down I was on Batances, but he's been so lights out. I still, like, he's still miles ahead of Holder in my mind right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Batances can change that in about a week. Flip of a coin. Just when he goes nut job, but I, I don't know, man. It's uh, Warren's overlooked. Maybe I should have given the, uh, we, no, he's made fun of on this show. I, Holder's in the same boat, man. Okay. My next award goes to. This is the Don't Be a Sad Sack Award. Don't Be a Sad Sack Award. Okay. Goes to Kyle Higashioka. Okay. 0 for 22 now. I think he's coming up on the longest hitless streak uh, entering like his career. And just don't be a sad sack, man. Like Every time you come up and then you get out, I don't want it to fully deflate everyone like, Ugh, that's so miserable. Ugh, he still hasn't had a hit. Like, I don't need that. Ah! Just get the first hit over with, and then let's live on. 
happens, the first hit's even more awesome, though. No, man. It's it's you're building, you're setting yourself. Future you would have an awesome time. Don't become the sad sack of the MLB. <laughs> yeah, that's imagine if he's the story of the Yankees for a little bit. Well, he's, for a day. he's here for a month, Jake. He's gonna get a, a good amount of starts. If this goes on next, he goes three more hitless games. He's like oh for thirty something. MLB is going to catch on. You're going to become the sad sack of the MLB. Nobody wants that man just eoring around, walking up to the batter's box, eoring your way back to the dugout. Get a hit soon, buddy, or it's going to be bad. I'm sure he knows this. I'm sure he knows this. I don't know. That first hit, man. Yankees dugout goes nuts for like a a single against the Tigers in three weeks in like the eighth inning of a blowout game. I will say this. Just Straight Looney Tunes. We're getting to the point where it has to be a home run. Like, if he goes 0 for 30, it has to be a home run. Otherwise, it's still sad. That's a great call, actually. Yeah. Once once you go 0 for so much, you just have to swing as hard as you can because each at-bat might be your last, bud. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, that's about it. I want to go to a game this weekend versus Boston. But tickets are because I want to go with uh, my girlfriend, Katie, and show her that experience and that atmosphere because it's going to be wild. But I can't do Saturday or Sunday because I'm down the shore with my family and we do like family stuff. So I want to go Friday. The cheapest tickets are like 75 bucks. That's with all the fees. So that would probably come out to two hundred dollars. I don't know if I can do that or really want to do that. So I might go to the Braves one instead. Johnny Lasagna is pitching Monday. But I really want to go to one of these Boston games. It's going to be a fun series. Yeah, go go Sunday. Nah, I can't go Sunday. Sunday's so, oh, I can't go Sunday. Sunday's podcast day. You get back sometime. Yeah, but Sunday night game, eight o'clock start, goes to midnight. Drive two hours home, two a.m. We do a podcast. No fucking way. No. Way. Some words said a lot of poop on our face that episode. See, you're getting it. I'm getting it. Uh, what else did I want to shout out? Shout you, out. You can- this is sad, but uh, is Gary Sanchez officially like a month? Three to or? three to four weeks. Three to four weeks. Okay. Yep. Also, um, I'm just going to say this. Luis Severino is the best homegrown righty starter the Yankees have produced in a while. I know that's flaming hot take, and. I probably shouldn't just say things like that. Pretty controversial, but he's pretty good. He's really good, man. Dude, I thought, have you seen the new the new cool tweet thing? Is like you you type out different line items, do you label them? And like one the Mets did one today was like, you don't know what clutch is until you've seen like Astrobel or no, it was Wilmer Flores. And you're like, okay, like you have to know like this is a joke. But then I and you know you try not to cave to Twitter, but I saw one that said like, you you don't wins don't show a good picture, Louis Severino or something like that. And it's I know it was just like a dumb Boston fan or something like that, just sending a dumb tweet. But like, it's kind of silly. It it's starting to get to like Mac Trout territory where like people should know Louis Severino and no one knows Louis Severino. I saw that Twitter trend where it's like one, uh, one, it's like for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's a list of like the top 10, but the first nine are like, 
it's hard to list best starting pitcher when there's so many great pitchers. One, Luis Severino. I saw, one, it's one word at a time. We should have said that yeah. instead of just <laughs> saying it in our voice. Yeah. Which was fun. Uh, I saw, like, uh, oh, troll, Yankees Twitter troll, real Max Fairplay. He did it, and I thought it was, like, his original concept. And I was like, oh, that was pretty cool, Max. Uh, yeah. Good shit. Good tweet. And then I saw it all over Twitter, and I was like, oh, it's a meme. That's lame. Don't like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do your own thing. Yankee Sox, man. Yankee Sox. Oh, that's the end of the podcast. We will be back next Sunday for Yankee Sox, which is going to be fun. Let's uh, let's sweep them. Hey, how about it? It'd be cool, man. You, ro- you uh, rooting for a sweep, Jake? Be honest. Be honest. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Be honest. I'm rooting for a sweep, but only the Yankees winning a sweep. Good clarification. Not rooting for Red Sox you think you think there's any uh, tense moments, Jim? You think the fight's done and over? Or? Depends if we bring Tyler Austin back up, that meathead. Ooh, you think that's the pivot point? They're not bringing him up to mash lefties. They're bringing him up to start a brawl. Spike Brandon Phillips, welcome to the rivalry, oh. bitch. Hot take. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see that, that dude VP. I think he's going to the minors for a little bit. Why don't you shut up? All right, that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Subscribe, rate, review, subscribe on Patreon. Do whatever you want. If you want to support us, do it. If not, just keep listening, I guess, or tell Jakey Sucks I'm ugly, Uh, whatever you want to do. All right, see you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.